Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity And the wisdom rushing in So much clearer Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. I'm your host, Cassidy Lynn, and we're back with another episode. I've got two updates. If you're watching on YouTube, the first is pretty obvious. Um, I dyed my hair, so I went much darker with my hair than I have in like a couple of years at this point. And um, yeah, so my hair is dark and I'm loving it kind of giving villain like I don't know it's very dark like it's almost black so I'm excited because my hair is dark I'm kind of getting back to my natural roots um which means a little bit less maintenance as well so yeah that's the one update that I have for you guys um we're just getting into it by the way I didn't even say hope you're having a great week no we're getting right into everything about me okay (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Another thing, I am sick. I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but I shot a double header this weekend. So basically I shot on Friday, 11 hours. Okay. 11 hours. That's really long. And then on Saturday I shot eight hours and I literally like got in the car leaving the wedding on Saturday after eight hours. And I'm like sitting there and all of a sudden I get hit with just like sickness. Like I'm literally like my nose is running, like I'm coughing. But then like before, so when I was shooting the double header like earlier, I was fine. So I think it was just like good timing because all of a sudden I'm done with these weddings and I'm sick. And I actually have been waiting to record this episode because I was hoping that it would kind of clear up a little bit. I'd feel a little bit better. But alas, it did not. And here we are. I'm recording with a stuffy nose. My nose will not stop running. So I'm probably going to have to stop multiple times in this episode to blow my nose. But it's okay because I've got a good episode for you guys today. But before we get into that, um, I've got a couple things to tell you, like always. So first things first, I have three weddings left this year to shoot. And... um. My friend Tylee, who's on the episode previous to this one, the wedding horror stories episode, she finished her wedding season and she's been encouraging me to keep track of how many weddings I have left, kind of as a little bit of a motivation. And I've been doing that, obviously. So I have three left, which is absolutely crazy to me. I feel like every single year, the wedding season just flies by so quickly I'm never expecting it to end so soon. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, shooting. I'm in my grind. I feel like I'm finally getting a feel for like 
being busy again and like I feel like I'm doing a really good job of maintaining my schedule and having work-life balance and then all of a sudden it's like oh I don't have any more weddings now it's just editing 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 so yeah that's been um a good motivation for me is the fact that I only have three weddings left and one of them is literally in Cabo so I'm excited for that I've got two more local weddings and then one at the end of October in Cabo so very exciting I also have a shoot in Italy. I don't know if I told you guys this. Like I've been talking about how I'm going to go to Italy soon. Like in October we're going. But I have a shoot there. And it's, I think, I don't want to be wrong. But I think it's like potentially like a bridal shoot. Like it's not like actually an elopement. But I think it's just like the bridal portraits or something like that. So I'm excited to have that in my portfolio. You guys know the minute that I get those previews up and edited it's going on my on my instagram and i'm showing all of you so stay tuned for that you gotta we gotta stay up to date on instagram okay a couple of other things um i wanted to enlighten you guys this is not an ad okay this is literally just me trying to help you out i have a um like a brand deal with imagine ai Okay. And I've been working with them and, you know, obviously in order to do this, I need to use their product. So I downloaded Imagine AI, started just messing around with it to see, you know, how things work. Um, if I'd be a good fit for the campaign, whatever. Um, this software is actually life-changing. It edited one of my sessions so perfectly. And like, it was like a hard session. It was an indoor session. The lighting was terrible. Like, I know I was going to have a hard time editing it myself. It edited it perfectly. And I think the reason that this software is a little bit different, one, it it's like an AI editing software, which, I mean, we've seen a million, a million of those, but it, like, uses parameters to know, like, okay, this photo has, like, a lot of highlights and it's really bright, so, like, d- just we're going to pull, like, an edit from an edit that you did on a photo that was similar to that. And it like, it doesn't just sync all your settings and that's it, which some AI softwares do that. And that's like not my fave, but it like learns your editing as it goes. And the more and more you edit with it, the better it gets. So like what it'll do is like you submit, like I submitted my session to be edited. Um, After you submit it, you like download a Lightroom catalog, downloaded it. It showed me all of the photos that it edited in the session. And then you go through, you make a few tweaks. You know, nothing's going to be perfect the first time. So you make the few tweaks that you normally would, and then you re-upload it. And what it does is it learns, okay, like you liked this photo a little bit darker, a little bit colder. So it remembers that and it gets better and better with time, which is amazing. So I've been using it. My friend Olivia has been using it and one of her friends started using it. So, and a girl that I follow, Larkin Kendall, she uses it. She's incredible. Anything she does, I'm literally like, you are literally photography queen. So I will do anything you do. So yeah, stay tuned. I'll let you guys know how I like it. But so far I've been loving it. So maybe go give it a try. I don't have like a link or discount code quite yet. But um, when I do, maybe you can use it. And like I said, that wasn't sponsored. Like I genuinely think that it's amazing. I just wanted to let you guys know. Okay. Last thing I wanted to talk about this wedding that I shot 
on Saturday, my like eight hour wedding was actually a referral from the groom's sister. So I've never like worked with the groom's sister before. Like it's not like she was a previous client or anything, but she follows me. So if you're listening, hi, thank you. She actually got me the booking. Like she told the bride and groom about me. And I think she just follows me and that's like why she referred me and they booked me and I show up and she was like, hi, like I follow you, whatever. And I was like, did you give me this booking? And she was like, yeah, isn't that amazing? Like I'm always so surprised that even though I'm just doing photography education, like I'm not even targeting like wedding clients that much anymore but I still get bookings from even just photographers. So it just goes to show like you never know who you're talking to, how that might impact your bookings in the future. You might get a referral from someone you meet on the street, who knows, or someone who just sees an Instagram story one day. So don't doubt your presence and your impact on people because it really could get you bookings, honestly. So we're coming up on booking season. I do. I really strongly believe we are currently in booking season. We're also coming up on black Friday season. So I wanted to ask you guys just a few questions, just to get your mind rolling about this before we get into the episode this week. So first thing I wanted to ask you, are you guys offering any black Friday sales? This is like a genuine question. I offered Black Friday sales once in my career. And it was like, it, it, it was because I was just getting started. Like I just wanted the bookings, honestly. So I'm asking, are you guys going to offer Black Friday sales? Do you think you need to? Just something to think about as we're coming up on Black Friday, because you want to make sure you have like your discounts ready to go. You want to know what you're going to offer, how many I don't know, redemptions you're going to take, like how many people are you going to allow to use your Black Friday sales or you know what I mean? Like, are you only going to book like three weddings that are at a Black Friday price or something like that? Whatever. So just something to think about. Are you going to offer Black Friday sales? Personally, I would offer them if I'm trying to get more bookings for next year. I need to grow my portfolio. Like, honestly, you're just like, I'll take whatever I can get. I just want experience. I would probably offer a Black Friday sale. I don't think there's any harm in doing that. I know people probably have opinions on like whether or not you should offer sales or not. But I personally think if you're getting started, why not? Right. Another question. And this is more like uh, rhetorical. I want you to think about this towards the end of the episode, but how can you use this specific episode to help you book more for next year? So this episode, we're talking about storytelling. I want you to be thinking during this episode, how can you use storytelling to help you book more for next year and help you get more bookings? It's an interesting question. So we're going to get into the episode. This episode is actually inspired by my shoot that I had this week. So I had an engagement session and it was for one of my wedding clients. We went to the forest and then we went to the beach and they're like super cute, candid, like 
they're they're very they were very easy to pose they were just having so much fun like lots of smiles so we go to the beach and you know we're shooting a little bit and I asked them like are you guys okay getting your feet wet how are you feeling about the water and they kind of looked at each other and they're like honestly we'd be okay going in the water and I was like oh okay and she was like yeah we brought towels like she she was like we we'd be down to go in the water if you think that'd be cute so you know at the end of the session after we got all the photos we needed to I was like let's do some photos in the water I've done this before like this is not the first time that I've had a couple like jump in the water but I think the difference between this time and my other times is I really wanted to focus on capturing kind of the story because they both said they love the beach they love the water the story of them just like going in the water in their clothes just having fun I told them like a couple things to do while they're in the water obviously I was like hey go in you know get your hair wet and then you know maybe do this pose kind of like spin in some circles do some kisses whatever kind of left it up to them and I just was like on the shoreline kind of I was like low-key in the water (laughs) I always do this when my couples go in the water I'm like oh I'll stay in the shoreline I'll shoot on a long lens and then I keep creeping closer and closer and then I get my pants wet I like roll my pants up to my knees my pants still got wet I was like literally in the water basically and shooting them and I just wanted to focus more on like the story of it and it was so refreshing then when I was editing I was like I feel like there's a real story to these photos and I actually went and posted the photos yesterday and I got such a good response from my followers like I I I was just blown away by how I don't know like the response I get like I got a lot of positive comments being like wow this is your best set yet like I love these photos all these different things and I'm like Maybe I'm on to something here because all I did was really give them a prompt and let them roll with it. And I just captured it. Right. So that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode this week. I wanted to talk about storytelling. And when we think about storytelling, let's like not even think photography right now. Let's just think about like the world as a whole, specifically in, let's say, marketing we see storytelling all the time. Storytelling is the main marketing technique that we see time and time again. You know, you see a commercial, they're telling the story of this kid who goes to school, whatever. Like there's always a story that goes along with it. Every single show you watch is a story. Content that you consume most of the time is stories, TikToks the best TikToks are when people tell a story. There's so many different ways to tell a story, but ultimately I really do feel like every single popular TikTok is some sort of story. So to me, storytelling is something that I feel like it's so important, but as photographers, it's something that we get lazy about. It's almost like second nature in photography to tell a story, but at the same time, it's something that we have to be intentional about. And if we're not intent intentional about it, it can kind of get, you know, left behind and it it just gets neglected sometimes. But I do feel like storytelling is what sets you apart 
sets your work apart from other people because you are telling the story of your clients, whether that's a couple who's in love, a family who's happy, you know, like there's all of these different stories that you can tell through your work and it's your client's work, not your client's work. Oh my gosh. It's your client's story that you're telling. So that's just something that I feel like we kind of neglect. And I want to remind you guys that storytelling is super important and I'm, I'm going to tell you why, and we're going to go into some more details. Um, but honestly, like, I feel like right now is a time where we're all shooting a lot. We all have a lot going on (laughs) photography wise. So this would be a great thing to start implementing into your shoots literally tomorrow, tonight, right now, if you're at a shoot on your way to a shoot, this is something you should definitely implement. So let's start define our terms here. Okay. What is storytelling? In my opinion, this is kind of my little definition, but storytelling is capturing the story of the person in front of you and portraying it through photos. seems simple enough, right? But let's talk about why it's important. I personally think that storytelling is what's going to draw your potential clients to your work like I said, it's going to set you apart for sure. And storytelling is, it's one of those things that sells on social media. It's going to sell your services, but ultimately it starts in your shooting. It doesn't start, you know, on social media. It's not like only something that you do post shoot storytelling happens during your shoot. And then you go and portray that story on social media. So what I did this week with my couple couple jumping in the water was I like story told this moment on my post. And basically I did like those, um, the three stacked landscapes on each other and did like three photos that I felt like really told a story. I did one of the couple running in the water, one of them mm, like kind of further away in the water and then one of like a close up of them in the water. And then like I did another set where it was like three landscape photos. Like one was a landscape of them chasing seagulls. One was like a blurry of them on the beach. And then one was just like a close up kind of like intimate vibe. But with that being said, in my head while I was shooting, I really wanted to portray this story of like carefree, candid couple just like goes to the beach and is just like in love, enjoying their time. And I'm just literally capturing everything that they're doing. It's almost like romanticizing is storytelling. So storytelling is kind of just romanticizing every story, every client that you come across. It's romanticizing it and putting it into photos. And I do feel like if you shoot too much, storytelling can almost be overwhelming because it's like, oh, I shoot, I do five shoots a week. It's so overwhelming to do, to figure out five people's stories, portray that, you know, five different people's stories throughout the week. You know, it's very emotionally draining. I do feel like you have to talk with your clients quite a bit to like get to know their story too. So if you're shooting too much, it could honestly be hurting your storytelling a little bit. So that's something to think about. Maybe you up your prices a little bit so that you can intentionally focus on storytelling for three couples a week instead of five couples or something like that. 
So I wanted to just go through and talk about like a few of the things that impact storytelling. Um, yeah. And we're just going to dive into a few of those things. So one of the main things that I think can help you storytell is by planning your shoots ahead of time. So plan, it's good to plan your shoots regardless, obviously, but I think if you plan ahead of time, like the different elements that you want to storytell, I really do feel like it's going to help you while you're shooting, like feel inspired. I, I feel like if you plan your location really well, you plan the lighting, you get to know your couple really well, you have like this vision in your head of how you want to storytell before you even show up there. That's just going to help you feel inspired and creative when you show up. So that that's a big one. Um, so think about what location is going to give you the story that you want to tell. If your client submits on their inquiry form that they love hiking and outdoors and nature and they love the woods, obviously you're going to want to go to like a forest area because that's what they love. Choose a location that's significant to your clients. Choose a location that's significant to storytelling as well. And I do feel like those things go hand in hand. Your client's story, what they love, what they're interested in, and the location that you choose. Also, what lighting is going to help you tell the story. This is something super interesting to think about. Lighting impacts your story so much. Let's just talk about different lightings and the different stories that they tell. So a lot of the times harsh direct sun, I feel like can portray two different things. One super happy, like light and light and carefree vibes is like direct sun. But at the same time, direct sun can also be like moody and, um, kind of somber as well. In direct sun, if you kind of hit the sun on the side where it's kind of casting shadows. I feel like that's when you can really get that emotion of um, what it can be like a somber, sad mood. It could also be like, just m like moody, uh, almost like um, what's the word that I'm thinking of where it's like kind of serious. Mm, I can't think of it, but you guys know, like when you tell your couples to like do a serious face, the type of vibe that you're trying to portray. I also feel like with shadows, they can allow you to accent or bring to light quite literally certain areas in the photo that you want to accentuate. So for example, if you have like beautiful side shadows, maybe you are shooting a couple, you have them like hold hands or something or hold each other's faces and you get that like direct sun, like maybe on part of the hand or like on their smiles. And then like the, the rest of the photo is kind of like shadowy and moody, but you're really paying attention to that detail of like their mouths and how they're smiling or like their hands and how they're holding each other. And you're, you're allowing the light to kind of direct your eye to those areas. I feel like that's a really cool way to storytell with light, especially using shadows to create a story in the details. Let's go to the other types of lighting there's overcast. I do feel like a lot of the times overcast is more moody or a little bit more serious, but overcast can be fun. 
I mean, I've done it where, you know, you, you're in overcast, but it's like your photos are so fun. And I feel like sometimes that also has to do with the edit and the composition as well. And then, you know, we've got like, um, maybe indoor lighting, maybe you are doing like a little bit of window light or artificial light where you're using like a spotlight or something that can create really cool stories as well. So plan your shoots ahead of time. There's a bunch of ways that you can story tell. One of them is through posing. I feel like all there's so many elements that play into storytelling. Um, we have posing, composition, lighting, outfits, details. I want to talk really quickly about posing and how you can pose to really just like tell the story of your clients. And this isn't just for couples either. I, I want to talk to to like how you can do it with like individuals or families or whatever. So one note that I have here, um, when you are posing, I think it's important to let poses go longer than you typically would and allow your poses to turn into real moments. I think that's a really cool way to storytell because you're allowing your client to go from like from the pose into okay here's how I actually would like be in this pose in real life especially if you've got people interacting so like if you have a couple if you put them in a pose let's say it's mm, put your arms around each other and like go nose to nose and smile or something like that you you have that pose but then you like maybe tell them oh you can talk to each other like just kind of like leave them in that pose for a little bit And they'll start to do things that they like naturally would do. Like maybe they start like kissing their partner's cheek. Maybe they start, you know, go into a hug or just like close their eyes. When you get that moment of like, okay, you went from taking the pose and now the pose is into something that feels like a natural story. Those are the moments that I'm snapping away, capturing everything. Okay. I think also when it comes to posing, you need to look at, what do I feel like my client is good at when it comes to posing? Do I feel like naturally they smile a lot? Do I feel like naturally they're, they really like, um, more serious faces? Do they like more interacting, like movement poses? Are they more into like stay in this still pose and I'll kind of just like work around you and like, let you just have a moment in the still pose. Maybe you do a mix of all of it and kind of tell that story too. I I think posing, honestly, is how you take storytelling from a concept into reality. It's, you know, a combination of the lighting, the location, but the pose is what really brings it to life. So be really intentional about your posing. Um, I really think a lot of movement poses and just poses that are going to create those candid moments those are the ones that you want to lean towards. So I'll just rattle off a few that I've been loving lately. Um, I'll tell my couple walk towards me. And then when you get to me, do a quick little spin and a little dip kiss. And a lot of the times they'll be like laughing with each other along the way while they're walking, maybe even talking about, are you nervous for the dip kiss, whatever. Then they go do the spin, do the dip kiss. And then they come up, they're smiling. And then I'll be like, do it again. And then they do it again. And then they're just kind of like doing their own thing at that point. That's a fun pose I've been doing. 
I also, with my couple on the beach, I was like, I want you guys to just go like knee deep in the water and just, um, do ring around the rosy with your arms and just kind of like move around, do a little bit of dancing, um, smile. I'm going to get some far away shots. So just do your thing. And by me telling them I was doing far away shots, by the way, they started getting a lot more comfortable because it was like, I was further away. They, they could just kind of like act like it was just the two of them. So that was a fun pose by just like giving them the wiggle room to do my pose, but also you can do other poses and just things that you do all the time. Those are just a few examples. So you can also story tell through composition. Specifically, I feel like storytelling happens in the details, close-ups and details for sure. I cannot emphasize this enough. If you are taking photos of a client, focus on the details that aren't just their face. I, I, this is something that I have later on in my notes too. Like non-people photos really set the scene. Let's think about a story when you're reading a novel. Um, I don't know if you guys read. I read. Okay. I like reading. When I read a book, authors focus on the senses, right? This is like a thing in writing. You want to focus on smell, touch. Um, what are the other senses? Smell, touch, feel, wait, smell, touch, and feel are the same. Hearing, seeing, touch. Oh my gosh. What are the senses? Guys, this is so bad. Hold on. I need to Google this because I, I'm actually so embarrassed. Okay. Oh, taste. Sight, smell, touch, taste, hearing. Okay. I'm actually embarrassed. (laughs) Maybe I'm going to cut that out because (laughs) that was supposed to be just a quick little example. Okay. Let's go back to it. You're reading a book. What do they do right away? They set the scene. They focus on all those senses that I just listed. I can't list them again because I literally don't remember. So they're setting the scene. They're telling you what they see. They're telling you like, oh, the, the cloth I'm sitting on is like silk. And they're like, it, it touched the touch. It's like really smooth. And they're like, it smells like cinnamon. And I hear crackles in the woods. These are all, should I be a writer? Like Loki, that was kind of good. So we're setting the scene with these different senses. I feel like in the same sense in storytelling and photography, you are focusing on those senses. Like what is your subject touching and what, what are they feeling? What are they seeing around them? What are the things that make noises? What is the smell? And that's kind of like the, the story that you want to set through your photos, specifically through capturing details. If you're in the woods, you're capturing like hands on a log, you're capturing like their feet on the ground. Um, you know, maybe you're getting close-ups of them kind of cuddling in the woods because it's cold. Focus on smaller details to tell your story. Things like rings, dirty shoes, makeup on the counter. That's something that I love doing on a wedding day. This is really like specific and niche, but like, I love to take photos of like the makeup artist, like reaching for like makeup or like the bride, like putting on lip gloss and getting a close up of her hand, like in the lip gloss. 
those little stories, those little details are little tiny stories that collectively are going to tell a story in your gallery. Um, Another thing in composition, allowing nose room, which is very specific. It's a very specific technique. But by allowing nose room in composition, you're basically telling the story of like, oh, my my subject is moving this direction. Um, Just something I've noticed in a lot of like my favorite photographs is like the subject has nose room, which is basically like there's more space in front of your subject's nose than behind them in the direction that they're facing, which basically tells the story of like your subject is moving that direction. Um, it's just like one of those aesthetically pleasing things. And I feel like you can use nose room and storytelling to articulate and show the fact that your subject is moving in a specific direction. Um, I also think in composition, something else you can do is like take some blurry photos Um, this is something I've been doing a lot lately. It's, it's very trendy. So it helps that it's trendy, but also I just think it's like a really good way to storytell and to capture movement. Cause a lot of the times when you capture someone running or walking, it's almost awkward because it's like they're frozen in the pose. Whereas if you do like a slower shutter and you capture the blur of them walking or or the blur of them running, that tells the story because you have that exposed, that longer shutter, you're capturing the movement and it's capturing the movement within the story that you're telling. That's something else you can do. Take multiple photos, multiple angles, multiple perspectives. With that being said though, storytelling does not mean taking a million photos. I feel like storytelling really is more being super intentional with your shots. That's why I feel like film photographers are so good at storytelling because they only get, you know, 50 shots on a roll. I just made that number up, but you know, you only get 50 shots. So it's like on a wedding day, 50 shots. I am being so intentional with the photos I'm taking and I want to make sure my photos are telling a story because I only get so many photos. So that's a really good perspective to have in mind as well as we're talking about storytelling be really intentional with your shots but also take multiple photos and multiple perspectives so it's kind of like a healthy balance like don't feel like you need to get your clients in one pose you take two shots and that's it definitely keep them in a pose and you know do a full circle around them get the full perspective um, get close-ups far aways all of that but don't overdo it. Like you don't need 40 close-ups, 40 faraway shots. That's when you start to get into overshooting territory. So storytelling also happens through lighting, like we mentioned earlier. Lighting is like so important in photography. I'm sure you guys have figured this out by now, but lighting equals success. Lighting equals everything that we need and more. We love her. We need her. So don't don't act like lighting isn't a big thing. Like I I've been in the mindset where it's like, oh, I can shoot at you know, this time of day and it doesn't I'll be fine. It doesn't matter. I really feel like you need to be intentional with your lighting. It really helps with storytelling. But I also think challenging yourself with lighting is really, really healthy as well. You can storytell through outfits. 
I know a lot of the times we don't have control over what our subjects wear, but sometimes we do. Sometimes we have models and sometimes we, I don't know, sometimes our clients ask us, hey, what should I wear? If you want like movement in your photos, having flowy clothing helps. So like a flowy dress, a flowy skirt, um, flowy pants, whatever. Outfits help, story tell, you know, even down to like the color that they're wearing totally impacts the overall vibe and the overall story. And I think the key in all of this is variety, uniqueness. Those are, those are the things that I think are going to be really important to focus on in your final gallery. I want to challenge you to make your final gallery a story. I have fallen victim to the mindset of, I am just going to deliver every single photo that I think is good because there's a slight variation in their smile went from a little wide to super wide or like no teeth to teeth. And so I'm going to include both of those photos. I want to challenge you to create variety in your galleries because that is what tells a story. If you just include like one or two photos from a moment, like let's say a bride putting on lip gloss, if you only include, you know, like five really good photos from that moment when you're going through a gallery you know you set the scene you get like the wide shot of like the bride in the mirror you get you know a close-up maybe like another one in the mirror and then you have like the close-up of the hand putting the lip gloss on and then you have kind of like a shot from I don't know behind or like a hair detail or something like that and that's it that really sets the scene of like okay I see the location of where she's putting the lip gloss on. You know, I kind of get the motion through like that close-up detail. That That's what I'm talking about when we're talking about storytelling. We're talking about variety and uniqueness. Don't include too many photos of the same exact thing. I'm kind of speaking to myself here as well because I, I do this a lot, guys. <laughs> but when you are storytelling, the story gets lost in five photos of the same exact pose of the same exact angle of the same exact perspective, same exact crop, the story gets lost. Unless you're looking at those photos from like an ultra, 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 like bird's eye view where you can see all the photos at once. Most, most likely you're delivering the photos on pick time or, or pixie set or something where it's like a scroll gallery. So make sure within that scroll, like every single scroll has variety of some sort to where it's like you're scrolling. You're like, wow, this is beautiful. Like I've got close up details. I've got far away shots. I've got different poses, different perspectives. That's what keeps a gallery really interesting. And I feel like that right there is the key to delivering storytelling in the final form, not necessarily shooting, but in the final form, that gallery is going to be make or break for whether or not your photos and your final product told a story or not. I am so surprised I made it that long without blowing my nose. I just had to stop to blow my nose, but like, I am so surprised. Okay. Anywho, I personally am really motivating myself in this episode, guys. I feel so motivated to go and storytell in my shoots more. I have more to say, but like, I just wanted to like, while I was blowing my nose and reflecting, I'm just like, wow, I am so motivated right now. Okay. A couple more things during your 
shooting. You need to allow room for creativity and allow room for originality. Now, when does that happen? How do you create room for those things? You create room for creativity when your photos are not super rushed. Now, on a wedding day, do you have control over whether the photos are rushed sometimes? No, you do not. So that's a problem for another day. But if you're at a, like a shoot or a session, like portrait session, whatever, engagement photos, couple photos, whatever, you have time, you know, you time block however many hours or minutes for a shoot. Allow time to breathe. You know, your client needs a little bit of breathing room. So do you. You are not a robot who can just spit out 50 amazing photos and then boom, you're done. That's all. Yes, you can. But if you really want to do your job as a photographer and tell the story of your client, that's going to happen in more than just like 50 poses, like 50, you know, a cookie cutter thing that you're doing for every single person every single time. So allow yourself room for creativity. Try different poses. Try new locations. Try different prompts. Try talking to your clients differently. Try new lenses. Try new things in front of your lenses. That was a big thing for me this year. When I started putting things in front of my lens, game changer. Like I started feeling so, so much more creative. I felt like it was a whole different area of my photography just opened up. And I just was like, I could have been shooting like this the whole time. I could have had these types of photos. And I, I was like, I am doing this ASAP. So tell a story through creativity, be original, allow room to be original. So don't just like go on Pinterest and pick five of your favorite poses and do them and be done. Think to yourself like, okay, how can I take this pose and put a different spin on it to make it more original? Maybe just to this location that I'm shooting at. So I, for example, I was shooting this session and I saw this photo of like this couple laying like, um, I think it was like on top of a mountain and they had their hands up in the air. It was really pretty. And I was like, I'm going to try to do this, but I want to do it within my location to make it unique. So I put my couple in the middle of a field. There was a mountain behind them, but because it was an engagement session, I kind of wanted that hand shot to focus on the finger, like, you know, the ring finger. So we did kind of the same pose, but it was more for like an engagement shot, like to show off the ring. And then I was able to like shoot with a little bit of, um, like that long grass in front of my lens so I feel like I took a pose that I saw before and I made it my own kind of, it sparked a little bit of creativity in me. And then I started, you know, shooting my couple's faces cause they were on the ground. And then I started shooting, you know, all these different perspectives. And to this day, that photo is like one of my best performing photos because it's just like one of my favorites. And I feel like I really just allowed myself to be creative with it. Remember that your edits tell a huge story. And I think your edits impact your final photos more than you think. Obviously, we've been talking this whole time about shooting and how shooting impacts your final 
photos and your final story. But ultimately, it's a, a happy pairing, if you will, of shooting along with the edit. Because you can shoot like, I don't know, let's say 10 photos. They're all the same exact focal length, all the same exact angle, literally 10 of the same exact photo. But when you go in and edit it, you can edit that photo 10 different ways, right? There's 10 different crops, 10 different edits. Um, you know, you could do black and white. You could do more of a grainy. You could do more of a cinematic. You can do more of a warm. You can crop in for the details. You can leave it wide. You could do landscape. There's a million things that you can do within editing to tell that story. So I also want to encourage you to, while you're in Lightroom editing, while you're culling, really look at like the overall grid view of all your photos at the end and be like, okay, did I storytell in this gallery? If I didn't, what changes can I make in Lightroom to make that happen? You know, can I crop this photo at all? Can I, whatever. Um, within your edits, I really feel like grain is a huge thing. I feel like softness really impacts, like, do you want a cinematic kind of soft feel? Do you want, um, more of a crisp, clean feel? There's also temperature and like color grading, which is a huge thing. Do you want your blues to be bright blue? Do you want to tell like a little bit of a blue hour story? Do you want your blues to be, you know, a little bit more neutral? Do you want warm tones for like a happy vibe? Do you want, you know, the blue for a little bit more of a somber moody vibe? There's so many things to think about when it comes to your edits. So remember your edits impact your storytelling as well. And think about intentionally moving those sliders in Lightroom to help you get that story that you want. And, um, I, I wanted to share for like a final thing, one of my favorite photos from my wedding and tell you guys why. Um, I feel like my wedding gallery was like storytelling wise. I feel like I just am transported back there every time I look at it. There's so many good details and like candids and all of that. One of my favorite shots, probably my favorite shot is a photo of me and Charlie during our first dance and our foreheads are together, which we just did naturally. It was like a candid, but her focus was on our hands in the front. Like we were holding hands in the front. And then you could see like the whole crowd behind us. And that by far is my favorite story, my favorite photo, because I feel like perfectly it told the story of my wedding. Don't know how she did it, but she did it. She captured my wedding in literally one photo, like the emotion that I felt. Also, my first dance was one of my favorite moments from my wedding, I would say. So that is probably why that photo tells such a story to me. So remember, your clients have like different emotional connections to different parts of a session or a wedding too. So storytelling that whole entire day is important because you're going to create someone's favorite shot ever, ever. Okay. That's a, that's pretty cool. Okay, guys, that's all I have for you for today. A little bit of a shorter episode, you know, we're in the, we're not quite at 50 minutes, but you know, I've given you some hour long episodes (laughs) this past month and, um, your girl's got to go to lunch. I've got a lunch appointment. 
And by lunch appointment, I mean, I'm just meeting up with someone for lunch, but, um, I hope you guys liked today's episode. Please leave me a five-star review. If you loved it, if you're listening on Apple podcasts or Spotify, I'm also on YouTube. If you didn't catch that, I'm on YouTube. You can watch all these episodes on my YouTube channel and you can see my face while I talk. So yeah, that is another thing you could go like, give me a thumbs up or subscribe, whatever you do on YouTube. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you next week for another episode. Exposure With all of the highlights and the shadows is my composure All the layers above all the edits and tweaks I know her I am so done needing more time developing in my red room doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking It doesn't matter wherever I am on the top of the mountain or down in quicksand Whatever the moment, wherever we stand, I'm taking you, taking you, taking you Getting a little bit higher With different step I Getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna stop I'm getting good Getting a little bit higher With every step I take I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna stop I'm getting good Oh, shoot.